0: I'm so glad to see that you're feeling better.
1: You had a very
0: close call, but you're going to be all right. No, just lie still. <laughs>
1: I'm
0: going to give you something
1: that's going to make you feel even better. Bearded Beard, dick. De- 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 musical, musical fun time. time.
0: Check, 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 check it out. Please give me a rim job. Eat my butthole. Make it real slobby.
1: I want to have you touch old knobby. Make it squirt and make it pert. Make it hard and make it... Hurt. Yeah. When I'm going down on you, I want to hear you screaming poo. (laughs) Sounds that Dick Fetty
0: comes to. Yeah,
1: so, you know... This isn't the Bearded Dick's musical sex time; it's the fun time. Two different things for me. We're we're still working on our musical intros. We gotta get we're we're getting back in the swing of it. Welcome to the Bearded Dick's musical fun
0: time. I'm the beard. I'm the dicko. The dicko sicko, ready to give you a tricko. Well, we're back, guys, for possibly our final installment of. Dick Fetty talks and Ben the Beardo listens.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a big... NPR has picked us up for actually a second season of this. They liked the format. They liked that I talked and that you didn't. That was what they said to me as far as constructive criticism. They said you could talk less or maybe not be on it. And I was like, word. He's like my ballast, though. He weighs me down and keeps me level. And they were like, as long as you don't have to pay him So, anyways, uh, yeah. This
0: NPR. Is, that that you,
1: are you going to tell
0: everyone that's not National Public Radio and is in fact Nazi Pride Radio? I was going to say <laughs> National Panda Researchers, but yeah, okay. Wow, Nazi Party Radio.
1: Kind of dark, or is it? It is. It's kind of laid out. Okay. Well, anyways, uh, yeah. Bad jokes aside, no, that's what we do here. Yeah, no, bad
0: jokes directly out in front as we dash towards them.
1: Oh, jeez, guys. Okay, so anyways, I'm covering 2018 and 2019, this episode. It's taken us six months to get here, (laughs) but considering it took ten years to listen to all this music, I think that's pretty good.
0: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting ten years from now when, you know, Spotify's paying us for our podcast and... I won't
1: even have ears anymore.
0: Well, yeah, you'll have robot ears. Shut the fuck up. And we're touring, and we have a horrible coke problem again. Yeah. Um, And we look back at these episodes
1: and be like, remember COVID? That was weird, right? Yeah, COVID-4 has been crazy in comparison to COVID-1. We thought it was hard then, but... Now that the sentient roaches have taken over. Yeah, but COVID COVID one was a classic. COVID, COVID one was classic. Yeah. I agree with that, and I thought COVID like COVID, four, COVID two was derivative. COVID four is like
0: COVID three. I really enjoy, but COVID four it's it's almost like they did
1: a remake of COVID one. No, I didn't think so. I thought it was a refinement of the formula. You know, I don't know. Dang. As long as we don't get to the prequels of COVID, we're fine. Sure, sure. The reboots and the prequels always suck. So this
0: is going to be quick, and... Title your sex tape.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I just wish the title of my sex tape was the sound Hulk Hogan makes in his. All right, so uh, it's going to be some drum and bass, a little bit of metal, some hentai hard trance, and I'm going to take us home with more drum and bass. No, I'm kidding. Harsh (laughs) Harsh noise. So the first one is... And part of the reason this is super short is that 2018, I mean, we're just eight months out from 19. 2018 feels like it was yesterday, too. And it's easy to judge music with perspective and time of a decade or five years. Talking about the best albums in 2018, especially because so much of the artists that I love I've already covered. And because I'm only doing one album per artist, I can't. You know, there there were great records in eighteen and nineteen, but they're mostly from people I've already been listening to for you know several years or ten years or whatever. So these, of course, everything here is subjective to what I like, and also some of these things may in time feel less important. But as of right now, the records that still made an impact are the first record on this list by this artist, and. Six months after I created this list, or more like 10, I still stand by these recommendations. Proud of you. So, the first one is Blocks and Escher, who have a slew of really killer, super out of print, and very expensive singles that I don't own, very sadly. Uh, But they did a debut album for Metalheads called Something Blue. And in a sort of sick twist of fate, because drum and bass labels don't do CDs anymore, they did a LP release that had eight of... If it was eight, even, of the 11 songs on the full release. And I think it was like... It might have even been six or something. It was some drastically reduced version of the album.
0: That seems silly.
1: Yeah. Well, it used to be that... So you'd get the CD version. You'd get a bunch of bonus tracks. you get get the, the vinyl version to DJ with. You'd get all the most important tracks. And a lot of times, they would do promo 12 inches that would have the tracks on the CD on that promo 12-inch, so you could normally wind up with most of the stuff. But because Drum and bass records are typically cut one song per side at 45 for maximum DJ usage rather than having multiple songs, which makes it harder to DJ with, uh, You know, if your album is 10 songs long, then you need 10 sides of vinyl, which means you need five pieces. And back when records were still cheap for dance music and stuff like that, especially in the late 90s, early 2000s, I've got, like, uh, Diagnostics is four records long, you know? But it's only eight songs. That's the kind of shit that happens. And now in the world of, like, hyper-vinyl fetishism and extreme costs even before COVID, they weren't going to do that for Blocks and extra. So, yeah, now that I'm thinking, I think it's, like, six songs is the, the vinyl version. I've never... I don't own that. I just have the digital copy. But this is a modern refinement of metalheads or stock and Skynet and other sorts of like nice it's, it's tech step, but with, with a definitely like a, a metal heads lineage in there. If you know, old Goldie and source direct and Ed rush and basically like all the best 12 inches that ever came out of metalheads, that history and heritage is in this music. And This album is just killer, in my opinion. It reminds me in in a lot of ways of... Well, so it reminds me of Ed Rush's Skylab, which was on Metalheads, and then it reminds me a lot of Dom and Roland's industry. And so I've talked endlessly about drum and bass on the show. I don't think I need to really say more than that, but it it, other than it sticks with its ocean-water theme really well, and I'm going to play a song. So... I'm really torn because my favorites on here are Breaking the Waves and Goals, which are back-to-back. I think I'm going to play... Oh, fuck. I guess I'm going to play Breaking the Waves, but you should listen to both of them. They, The thing that Blocks and Esher do really well is they, they have these melodic and emotive synth lines that are just... They're really well done. They're very clean, and they they... They they have that tech steppy aspect in the sense of the way they sound, but they're like much more emotively written than a lot of old proper tech step was. And their early single runs on their label narratives is full of it. And it's just like the you listen and you're like, oh fuck, man. They make these six minute blocky tracks and they just they'll just splice in this uh oh, it's really so I think goals is a good demonstration of that. Um, but again, or rather breaking the waves, but goals is equally good. The whole album's awesome. Go check it out. It's on Spotify and shit. It's like sci-fi, modern sci-fi score type big... But they're not big. They're not that big as far as synths go. But like, you know, these melodic-y leads... Yes. Shooting over what is the tumultuous drum percussion-oriented rest of the song. And it's just like gorgeous and like... Ooh, is this Blade Runner 2049, but it's over the ocean? It's funny.
0: Well, one of the last scenes in that movie with the car in the water that's exactly what I started thinking of when you play the song.
1: yeah yeah so it's a good un. if you fuck with drum and bass, if you fuck with um tech step and all that kind of thing then this is an easy get. you probably already know about it though. and if you've in any way come to enjoy some drum and bass as a result of this podcast which would be fucking awesome uh, then this would be just another recommendation in line with that. The next one is more drum and bass. No! Yeah, I know, I know. Wait, is it Harsh Noise after that? It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, actually, it's Noise Rock, and then it's Harsh Noise. But So, the next one is, it was a bit of a cheat. So, UVB76, which is home to Pessimist, to Overlook, uh, and... What is it? Fuck, dude, I can't even think Outer Heaven, and a bunch of other really talented artists. They they've cultivated their whole own super cool aesthetic. I've reviewed like every record from that label practically. We love them. Yeah. And I've talked about this record before. So this is 4625, which is the sub label of UB76. And as I've talked about too, UVB 76 takes its name from a specific uh, number station. That's part of like, it was recorded on the Connet project and things like that and 4625 I think is the low band frequency that is that UVB 76 is on. And so it's just like another name for the same thing. It's a perfect name for a sub-label. And they've done 2 12 inches that are combinations of efforts from everyone on the label and hypothetically guess too, they don't specifically say who does what on which track and it's just it's you can kind of tell once you get to know the styles of all the people that participate in the label. You can, you can guess who's got a hand in which one But this first 12 inches Four songs The third one's kind of a More of a sort of ambient tone setter or The, the, the ending track is like a Bit of a mood piece Which is fine But compared to the Propulsive Percussion oriented Sort of drum and bass Minimal whatever shit That you're getting before This very techno influenced stuff It's It's not a letdown but it's like i guess it's a fine palate cleanser but you're just like the track before it is a fucking monster and that's the one i'm gonna play it's called the barons and the whole record is killer and each for the first three songs each one gets better than the last but the barons is the tits and i i I have to say i fucking love this 12 inch so like this was absolutely gonna make my list for 2018 and again, it's a little bit cheating because I've mentioned every artist involved on it before on the show, but here we are. But so. it is technically something different. True, it is. A, it is a different creative outlet. drastically different than a lot of stuff I've played. I feel like there's, and maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like a heavy pessimist hand in that one, because it's kind of got the, the drums are not the drums are the focus in a certain sense, and it's just all about this sort of linear horizontal movement, rather than any kind of, like, increasing amount of elements. I mean, there's a part where eventually the main boogieing bass kicks in, but once you get to that, it's just like tweaking.
0: Well, you gotta have that boogie bass. You gotta have
1: the boogie bass, but it's this just really like funky like kind of moving sub bass shit but then everything else is just this lockstep pattern of drums and they're all being affected and if it weren't for the tempo it would just be a killer bergain style big room techno track but instead it's this minimal drum and bass deeply influenced by techno and i don't know there's just it's like the best pessimist tracks or the best overlooks track but especially it reminds me of the older um The Woods by Pessimist, where it's just the repetition, the cycling repetition of it all, the tunneling, you know, sort of vibe to the whole thing just really works for me extremely well and uh, makes me wish I still did ketamine. But
0: makes me wish it were cooler out and I could drive with my windows down and be a little bit chilly while blasting this empty road. Yeah. Known around, everything's real spooky. Spooked up. I have been uh, listening to a lot of Overlook while at work Mm. and just glaring at people. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you like the taste of butter? But. So, yes, that's 4625. There's no big surprise there.
0: If you're looking for it on... Spotify. Spotify, you have to put spaces between
1: each number. Yes.
0: Just an FYI. Otherwise, yeah. it's going to come up as some weird
1: Christian podcast. Word. It's the frequency of Jesus. So this next one, I, I thought I was really happy when I looked over this list the other day in preparation for this episode so i thought i had already mentioned this band i guess i did not look at you being all proud of yourself yeah i know
0: go me no
1: well it's a double it's a double win it kind of comes out at the perfect time so throat is a band i f- mm. mm-hmm. what mm. i like throat yeah so throat is a band i found out about like pretty quickly after they started releasing records i think it was 2000 and 11 when licked inch fur came out and i heard about them like right before that and then a bunch of the finnish noise guys were like if you don't fuck with this band you're an idiot and so i was like i don't want to be an idiot and i started buying the records then and i've never stopped and they were hugely helpful in that christmas following the the big breakup if you remember Listen to a lot of throat in kwaloon bald city yeah. had some bad right vibes. After one direction part of ways yeah right it was rough. <laughs> That was good. And uh, there, it's funny. So, like, I know I talked a lot last summer about uh, fucking Unsane. And, un, like, they, Unsane is, you know, one of the most important noise rock bands. And they're sort of like the, the hardcore bands that have gone more simplistic and but at the same time more technical, like Unsane. And then there are the, like, squirrely, wild, almost indie rock bands that have way more, they got way more hair on their chest than your average indie rock band, and they also do the squealing wily, whatever and some, you know, basically to me there's like, those are the kind of two sides of noise rock and then uh, and basically all bands that are called that sort of fall somewhere in between that spectrum and even though I'm not Finnish, nor do I speak Finnish, I certainly feel like it would probably be accurate to say throat has a finnish sense of humor and just a generally like a noise rock it's not incompatible with other noise rock types stuff but they they have a they have like a fucked up nice sense of humor and the yuka the main guy or sort of the main guy behind the band who's the guitarist and um songwriter and vocalist and all that he ran and still runs a label called chaos control. That was originally like an ambient label, harsh noise label, and has now evolved more into a mostly noise rock label, but he's informed by a ton of stuff beyond just guitar rock, you know? And so there's like these extra harsh, you know, special interest sensibilities that inform the music. Right. And they, they've never put out a bad release. I like everything they've done and they've really, the early stuff is way more like feels like sludge that never gets too unruly it's it's very controlled sludge rock in a certain sense like this you know they're, there's they're locked into a thing but they definitely get slower and way more just like straight up aggro and now they do all this like weird fucked up like unhinged kind of aggressiveness where it's you don't have to yell in order to make people uneasy and uh, it's it's kind of reminds me. I'm not. I've not read Preacher very much, but in a certain sense, it somehow reminds me of the comic book Preacher because of. I mean, that comic book has tons of violence and unhingedness and whatever. But I don't know. Just I don't know how to explain it. That's what or I space. get. Yeah, yeah, right comedy that
0: makes you uncomfortable
1: yeah exactly i
0: have it if you want to borrow it
1: yeah i might have to do that i read like half of the first big trade when i was sitting in a barnes and noble one time i was like this is sick but now i don't need to buy it but (laughs) but anyway so their album they're like i guess it's their debut or it's their major label debut major indie label ish thing bareback came out in 2018 and fucking so awesomely they toured the u.s on a very limited tour i should have gone to more than one date but i didn't and i saw them in philadelphia yeah i know with jared and it was so fucking hot it was like 100 degrees that day the inside of the venue felt like it was just and they they got there was all sorts of problems at the venue they they got cut off by at least a song and it was just like a huge pain in the ass we do all this waiting around whatever, whatever. It's like, you know, always the way it goes. But they played a killer fucking set. I just got to be, like, dead center up front for the whole time. It was, it was, like, 30 people in there, which was a shitty turnout for them, but cool in the sense of it felt so intimate. It was, a, it was like, the second floor of a venue, too, so it's, like, the smaller stage, the whole nine yards.
0: Well, I have to say, one, uh, one of the best band names I've ever heard. Yeah. Two, one of the best titles for your first album ever. Yeah. And th- three four points I have four points we're getting there okay three uh probably my favorite band shirt you own oh yeah is that throat shirt it's just it's just beautiful like it's composition purple,
1: it's like purple heather with green ink and it's a guy peeking th- like a weird old looking dude peeking through a door looking at another scared terrified guy in bed basically it's fantastic yeah uh
0: it also is I can't remember which CD is, but you burned me a throat album and it's one of my, not so much anymore. And I can just listen on Spotify while I drive. But before I had delved deep into Spotify and paid for premium, uh, it was one of the ones on constant rotation in my car.
1: Yeah. And I think so. And now that I'm, so I know that manhole, I guess is their first album, but I still think of, and it is a proper album and everything. And I don't mean to, uh, Belittle. Sort of Yeah, belittle their earlier work in any way Because that album is awesome But Bareback feels like such a Such like a fully fledged Album even more so Like, I, And part of that's the risk taking They they go into a lot of different directions I guess it's just their second album And I don't know why I have trouble with that But they, it starts off Like the first song is It's sort of similar to The first two songs On the second and third shellac album where it's just like these long ass dirges you're like mm-hmm. i thought this was a wiry fast math rock like noise rock band and now you're giving me this just slow like what and the whole song ends with this just metal scraping just for like a couple minutes which if you're annoyed head like me i was like oh fucking sick and it sounds uh, yeah. it's like professionally recorded just metal like sounds and i i don't know if that features umpio because i remember talking to penty before this was years ago about how he had done some metal work for them and i don't know if this is his work on that or if it's some other guys or whatever but anyways it's really cool and then it goes from there into a lot of like there's a lot more emotional range and coloring in the songs there's one that almost feels like an electronic dance song slow down super slow but the killer is this song called "Recut," which is in many ways the most regressive as far as how their discography sounds. It sounds like their oldest shit, which is probably why I like it so much. But it's just, it's, it's just like this, just just you know, kind of thing. And then it's got this whole sweet bridge section and just, just heavy fucking shit. And I'm going to play that one in a sec. But before I do, I want to say that the coolest shit happened where I, so after I saw them and they this album came out and I've listened to it a bajillion times and all the rest, Yuka reached out to me last year and asked me if I wanted to be part of a remix project for this album. So I... And what I do with Concrete Mascara is so obviously different, but they were reaching out to like basically only noise artists or experimental guys to do remixes. So it was like, do whatever you want. You truly have freedom. But I got all the parts. It's like our professional remixer. would get all the different multi-tracked parts because they don't just record everything in mono on one, you know and uh and you're so, like no too much yeah i have like four different versions of the guitar like it's like the room recording and the actual line recording and the vocals and the the back vocals and the room vo- and i was like this is fucking sick so i got like the different but i'm still over here like caveman with audacity or just tapes and i came up with what i think is like a a sort of a cross between a cover and uh and a very much concrete mascara thing and in some ways, like, I don't know, I have mixed feelings because it's like, not to sound like a fanboy or anything, but like, it was hard for me to improve upon a song I thought was perfect. And First then, of all,
0: the Disco Box is nothing but you fucking fanboy. Okay, right? that's a fair point. Second of all, that's it. That's it. Okay. So Second of all, if we forgot to do the sound of the beginning of the episode of us opening the Disco Box. Disco we haven't box. done that in like 400 years. What if maybe, maybe we COVID happened? Room because we never closed the disco box. (laughs) It's probably... probably, It's like Pandora's Box, but with angry music. Oh, yeah. And AIDS. But
1: anyways, it's this screeching, shrieking... I am, like, holding the LP, reading the lyrics off of the fucking inner... the liner, you know, or the record sleeve, or whatever it is, and over this fucked-up vision of the song. I mean, you know, it's my remix-slash-cover, and so I... Anyways, now that CD is about to come out. It's actually coming out on September 11th. So, and what's really cool is that they did the album twice. So it's, I think the song, the album's eight songs long. So it's two eight song CDs and it's just the whole album, you know, twice over. And so there's another person who did the same song as me, but it's like Japanese noise legends. It's American up and coming power electronics people. Nika Daruma is specifically who I'm thinking of. Uh, and everybody in between, it's just a ton of really good people. And when I saw the final... Your favorite artist on it? Probably Linecraft is doing a remix. Really? Yeah. So I'm like, fuck me. I'm like... You are I, not worthy. Oh, uh, <laughs> no. Well, that was like... A, so when it... I didn't know anything other than like, here's all the material you could ever want to do this remix. And like, and I had a lot of time and, but I work better with Deadlines so when I finally got crack and I wanted up like seven different versions of it, and we worked together to sort of pair it on to the best one. And thank God, Pinty Dasum has done the mastering, so I'm sure my song will sound better than I ever sent it in for once. Like, mastering, this is definitely one that needed a little help, but I got, you know, I saw the lineup with the trailer came out like a month ago, and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I... I'm just like, oh man, I hope I didn't get wildly upstaged here. So. Well, I mean,
0: technically, technically you've done an album with
1: Linecraft now. Yeah, that's pretty tight. So there's actually talk of hypothetically a three-way split with me, him, and uh, Skrilloma, but we'll see about that. But anyway, so I'm going to play the song I remixed. This is It's just like so cool to now be a little bit part of this.
0: You're going to play the song you remixed?
1: Yeah, but not the remix version, the original. Oh. Yeah.
0: For, for a second, I was like, do we just talk about throw for a while? And you're like, all right, well, here's my song, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yo, major record labels, hit me up. I am super cheap, but send me one box of Frito-Lays. No, I can't. I hate Fritos. I fucking hate them so much. Do they come in a box? Yeah, if you buy enough bag. That's Recut It's Still the Tits I reviewed this album In 2018 As Best Albums of the Year I definitely reviewed it again As like uh, Current Listening And I probably threw it on there A third time I know I feel like I have Tagged Throat On our Instagram posts Four to five times Yeah And they rule So But yeah This is coming out On Chaos Control Very soon I mean Shit by the time This album is posted It's gonna be like A week and a half away So if I get this album posted, or this... Fuck, no, it'll be maybe out by the time I get this posted, so... Check it out. I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'll have copies, and there's a ton of other awesome, awesome artists. I'm so honored to be asked to do it, and to share the disc space with a lot of other people, but, yeah, Throat Fucking Rule, if you listen to this show, you should already know that. You've heard me talk about them many times. I mean, in many ways, this is like a victory lap for most of these bands, so... Well,
0: I also just realized that the years that we've been doing the podcast, we do an end of the year wrap up and essentially you're just repeating. Yeah. and
1: 29. Yeah. I was just
0: like, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, I know. So that's, but the only difference is that again, because in, in the wrap ups in the past, I'm talking about albums by artists I've already reviewed, like hate rocks, not on here again. Yeah. Uh, boy, harsher, all those, like they all put out great records in 18 and 19, but they don't get to be here. Cause they've already, we've already discussed they're naughty nellies so the next one is a sort of one-off long story short i was recommended this band or this artist project whatever you want to call it by my friend weston i ignored his excellent suggestion because i just typically most ignore most people's suggestions when it comes to music not for lack of respect but just like i have a very specific way i do things and if Dick it does
0: hates almost everything that's new unless he specifically finds it with no one else looking and if you bring it up he'll be like yeah I was already into that shut up
1: no well I don't do that but the rest of that's true and it's also just like I, when I'm into whatever like that's what I'm into I'm not, it's hard for me to be open to other things and this thing is hard trance with the sensibilities of a early 2000s hentai soundtrack it's uh, virtual self specifically this is the song Angel Voices which is a remix of two tracks from the EP from the prior year Which was called Virtual Self And it's uh, Not Raleigh Porter but Porter Robinson Who is like a big EDM Trance whatever kind of guy I'm not as big of Well I'm not really a fan of his normal stuff But this Virtual Self thing Fucking rules And Weston recommended I ignore the recommendation Then I played Beat Saber over at Jared's house on In VR and all the songs were like not i just was like this is not even worth it to do it and then he was like oh don't do that song it's really long it's wait, like you're not gonna have any fun and i put it on and it's this fucking killer track that's like yeah it's like seven minutes long and it's way you're too not hard even playing you're just sitting there yeah well now you fail out but it was like perfect and it's just it was really cool and i was like so all i did was like play that for two hours straight and he was like are you done yet like jesus christ and
0: can, can I get a turn on my thing? Yeah,
1: this is a digital only song and it's a digital only project. The Virtual Self website is super fucking cool. Check it out. It's like a whole old school, like Flash Wave, but like ultra high production quality. It looks like a DVD menu from the mid 2000s of a really classy sci fi Aerogoro hentai thing. And it reminds me like of Twilight of the Dark Master meets Dirty Pear meets Bubblegum Crisis or mm. something with like more tentacles. You
0: said all the right words to me. Yeah, dude.
1: So I'm just gonna put this on. It's it's a fucking banger, and this may this is like I mean this is this is some like mainstreamish kind of stuff. It's trance, but it's hard trance mixed with breaks and some other shit. It's real good. you say some God some reason could you say <laughs> Just looking at the website, and been more accurately stated, it's it's a PS2 JRPG. It's a SquareSoft game. Yep. It's a SquareSoft game. As as a fucking euphoric trance song, it's just sick because it's the the percussive elements are way more akin to like quality IDM influence type of cut up stuff, and then later on there is like a breaks part in the best way possible. But they're heavy and they're hard in a way that, like, when progressive trance and trance generally was at its peak, they just didn't, they weren't doing. This is, like, not that simple, although I fucking love progressive trance from, like, its heyday, so don't get it twisted. But, but the synths, man, they're, like, fast. The tempo is, is higher than progressive trance or even a lot of regular trance, and they're just, like straight up like fucking ecstasy exploding in your brain just like lasers shooting off immediately
0: And guys listen for <laughs> our, our top tier on Patreon uh it's it's we will relapse Listen for a price. listen it's it's $5,000 <laughs> for each of us so 10,000, right? 10,000 $10,000 $10, we will do a bunch of ecstasy with you. You have to provide the ecstasy, preferably pure Molly uh but you know, we we can do it. If it's um, just
1: meth and you tell me it's ecstasy, I'll do that. And we will listen to the
0: entire discography of this artist with you. Yeah, all six songs. We'll bring blankets and pillows. And
1: I I promise you that I will fill my foreskin with all the pills it can handle, and then I will explode it into your mouth or anus, like it, some it, kind of
0: choice. gross Pez dispenser.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's broken, so they all shoot out at once. <laughs> That's how this song makes me feel and uh, what I want to do. And yeah, I mean, it's just so like... Send
0: us $10,000 or a bunch of Xs and we'll make
1: it work. <laughs> yeah, we're here for you. Our bodies are your temples. But it's so disappointing. Um, yeah, it's a real it's a real banger. And I, I listen to it and it's just like... It's just one of those things that's like immediately puts me in a better mood and makes me smile real big because I'm like... Yeah, I used to do drugs. Sometimes I think I might start doing them again, <laughs> but I feel really good either way. And then the song's over, and you know, I love Jared deeply. But sometimes I think, I don't know, dude. You gotta get your Beat Saber game. You gotta get that shit right, because if you ain't playing the song, like, what are you, what are you doing, partner? So anyway, the uh, the next one is a total reverse. This is uh, not on my position of Angel Voices by Virtual Self, but Enya. Inya, no, Inya would be in line with that. No, this is Vomitor, mm. Pestilent Death. Yep, yeah, on Hell's Headbangers, and this was my first Vomitor album. Uh, I stick with my initial description of it sounds like a group of skeletons playing instruments <laughs> yeah. made out of bones, <laughs> and like there's there's lightning and or like red desert and a black sky, and they're just howling. It's like all of the sick early early Magic the Gathering cards about skeletons. That art is what this is. And if you listen to this music and you think differently, you're fucking idiot. It's just Undeadburg, man. No, 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 no. Undeadberg's way too wet. This is, uh, this is like Dark Souls 2. It's like that fucking pathway leading to the Coliseum where you fight the skeleton in the chariot. Spooky, spooky skeleton. Yeah, it's like that. This is the final track on the album. The whole thing is sick. And there's a bunch of shrieking. It reminds me of a lot. Generally the band reminds me of Catharsis by uh, the band Catharsis from Germany who do tons of shrieking and just like sound like witches and I appreciate that and this also has a witchy vocal aesthetic. This is Hell's Butcher and this is this is just a fucking top tier good time. You are no we
0: live just not just square twice on your face, but
1: red light the storm from right, and steady through the dark. Those faces me, should Music for skeletons by skeletons. So okay. Now it's like Christian Mingle for skeletons. I could, I could
0: see it being skeleton made music, but I didn't hear one fucking xylophone. <laughs> so Fair. how no those steel frozen?
1: drums, which is a classic uh, accompaniment to a xylophone, similar timbers and sounds, both skeleton oriented instruments. I give you that trombones as well. And trumpets. it's
0: more like skeleton new wave.
1: Yeah. Skelly wave. But no, it rules, it's sick, it's a bunch of bearded or non-bearded Skeletons? Beer-drinking Australian men And they also, like, big props for every time they release anything They do a new, like, wild logo that just looks like somewhere between Sick 80s uh, wild style graffiti and thrash band Which is, like, a sick aesthetic And it's basically, everything they do is red and black Which, again, is a good color combo That's pretty classic stuff and Like I don't I don't know I Vomitor are Very sick And if you think differently You're wrong Vomits Very sick Truth yes. Nice Truth So that, that ends 2018 for me the Oh next, god That was just 2018 There's three <laughs> records left I'll shut your <laughs> mouth So the next one is And I have re- I have reviewed this album I think at least three times On this podcast In the last year Is Kieran Aurora's Formication, which is just like a really super sick harsh noise album. That's not fair. That doesn't do it justice. It's an incredibly sick harsh (laughs) noise album by this US artist. I'm going to play a sample, but like. Honestly, at this point, if I haven't convinced you to listen to Kieran Aurora's Formication... First of I don't all, I'm know surprised can... you
0: made it back past the third review. And you're just like, this is all this guy talks about. <laughs> I'm going to move on to a new podcast.
1: Yeah, honestly, he needs to get a new tune. Uh, Prosnag still has copies. You should buy it. It's super... It's like eight bucks, you know? Buy it or fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. let's play Drill Therapy by Kieran Aurora. outrageously compressed. It just it's it's like this ultra mangled type sound of harsh noise, like that kind of style of it. And it just it sounds like way too much shit just trying to be forced through the the fucking channels on the mixer and it's just which is something I do a lot, so I think it's partially why I appreciate it so much. But the sound that he's got on the other end of it is really clear and it's way less screechy and just way more, it just sounds fucking broken. Like shit's just frying trying to deal with the level of just thick. Thick. Thick coming through it. Okay. I like to come through some thick, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I do. Uh, Okay, so we've got Psychedelic Speed Freaks by Psychedelic Speed Freaks on Psychedelic (laughs) on black editions racist and uh, <laughs> hey <laughs> so this is the guitarist from high rise and he's working with two american artists and i think i i've, I've again talked about this before initially i was like put off by the fact that it's american vocal it's english vocals american drummer and bassist and I thought, like, dude, who are these young whippersnappers playing with a legend? But they've got a—they both have pretty good pedigrees uh, and have been doing what they do for a long time themselves. They're not super old heads, but they're no spring chickens either. So this isn't just like the case of pretty boys to back up old dude, whatever kind of a thing. And while there are, well, it feels very similar to High Rise in many ways, it also has a very it's got its own distinct thing going and it just is leather motorcycle music but in a more japanese version of like motorcycle wildness than american it's certainly not like big dudes on Harley's so much as it is just like it's like james hurley tiny james... dudes on crotch rockets. no not that it's like james hurley if James Hurley wasn't the worst fucking character in Twin Peaks, except for Josie Packard. So...
0: Did you like that meme? Yeah.
1: yeah. So, you know, if James Hurley didn't suck, this is what he would listen to while he was fucking doing cocaine with Laura Palmer. It's all... It doesn't matter. Anyways, I'm gonna play some fucking... This this is Bedlam by Psychedelic Speed Freaks. since I got it last summer and it's already been a record. I've taken on multiple road trips. The first time it really clicked, I was flying up the highway on my way to Providence to start tour. And it's just been a consistent supplier of, of good atmosphere, good motivation while I'm driving and just like fucking peel out, listen to this shit, just have it blasting and squirrely, wild blown out solos and, The really, like, rigid drum patterns that kind of anchor the whole thing and and at the same time make it feel a little bit unsteady. I could use a little bit more wildness in the drums, but at the same time, I kind of really like how, how tight it is. So, straight boner jams. Sure, 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 sure. I'd give you that. I'd say it's a boner jam. And this last one is, again, recently reviewed twice over. These were all on my list. His a
0: favorite album of the decade. No. Everything else sucks compared to this. No,
1: that's impossible. I tried to do that. I kept looking through this list and being like, what's the best album of the decade? And it's just like not... It's not a necessary decision to make. So He just didn't want to have to say One Direction out loud. No. No. If anything, it might be Psychic 9-5 Club. It definitely feels like the album I've listened to the most. Ha, got him to do it, guys. You're welcome. But it's also... Fucking Anastasis by Dead Can Dance and like a whole bunch of other shit. Where
0: you got your answer?
1: But, anyways, so this last one is Selected Killing, Secret Tombstone, mini CD on Freak Animal. It's Encephalophonic. It's Miko Aspa. It's like a super electrified version of Current Grunt. Actually, the newest album, Spiritual Eugenics, has a lot of similarities where it's just like stripped bare elements, and each one has to be good because there's so few and it's so crystal clear. So it has to have maximum impact. and especially due to the limitation of using a three inch CD, you only have twenty minutes of music in the first place. So it's gotta it's like a good seven inch. It's why would you do it unless it's really on fucking point? And this thing is on point. And Encephalophonic is another person where, i only really started listening to him in the last two two and a half years and his all of his music is really good and most of it especially after the first cd album is just like pretty much essential harsh noise if you like things influenced by killer bug which ton you know if you like cut up harsh noise then you're gonna fuck with this but like bad vibes like power electronics level bad vibes and um Well, my love of Grunt and Miko Aspa and all of his projects is well-documented, so no need to beat that horse. But this one's called Crime Scene Cleaning, and this will take us out for the night. We're finally done. We've joked, we've laughed, we've cried, we've gnashed teeth. But we're here. we finished.
0: I came a cu- couple times.
1: Yeah, I don't know that it was really worth it. This is like a post cocaine binge. I sharted once. Masturbation nightmare where, as Jim Jeffries talks about, it's just like a fucking, it's barely even, it's barely even seed. It's just sort of like a gack that it leaves your mutilated penis and is rolled into a ball and thrown in the trash. But what are we talking about anyway yeah that's uh that's your 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 big decade list and i hope that for those that listen maybe you found out something new and enjoy it and that would be sick and if you've got suggestions of your own that aren't completely asinine i'm just kidding if you have suggestions you want to send i'm happy to check out new stuff it will take me ages to do it but i will be happy for them and he just probably never will because yeah Shut up Who the fuck is this Who do you think you are But yeah It's really been a pleasure to be able to do this Ben has been extremely patient uh, While I indulge endlessly So
0: And don't worry guys uh, The disco box will not be open For another year or so We're going to exclusively <laughs> Review books Yeah, Books, video games And it's just going to be Some episodes are just going to be Me gagging Frank yeah. Another one's will
1: be me meowing. Yeah. Just for forty We're minutes. doing like a sort of Vienna Actionist Meets Pee-wee's Playhouse kind of a thing. Yeah. The Pee-wee is my
0: penis though. And <laughs> the Playhouse,
1: Dick Fetti's mouth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, we will be I guess back Look, to Look laugh our...
1: rate review, subscribe, <laughs> Patreon at pornhub.com. We've got OnlyFans. It's Ava Elfie uh what if we did just upload the audio to Pornhub? We could do that. We could do that. I'm gonna new content coming to Motel Hell. We'll keep you up on that scoop. Yeah. We gotta get our OnlyFans finished, but yeah, then our Pornhub get, channel will we be... we we
0: got ideas, we got moves, we're making it. Yeah. Um,
1: I mean, I already have a Pornhub Premium, so
0: yes, you do. Uh, we, we will be back to our normal. Uh, don't say one don't for talk two, about schedules. One for two episodes of uh, BDMFT next time but yeah you know go check us out on the places you guys listen to the other part of the podcast we do you know what to do find us love us suck us drug us love you guys later nerds nine channels for life later later, nerds